Hello, welcome to today's Startup Equity Matters. Uh, today I'll be reviewing and sharing insights on the Startup Muster 2023 report. Uh, so this is a report on, I guess, the state of the Australian startup space. Uh, it's funded in 2013. The last one was in 2018. And there's a fresh one out 2023. It talks about the who, what, why, when, um, you know, as much information um, as they could possibly gather and share. So I thought it was well worth having a quick run through. Um, it's important to know what's going on, you know, to be able to get value from our equity helps us make better decisions and, and support the whole startup community. So, um, yeah, I've done a quick run through uh, prior to this, uh, but this is essentially uh, me running through it, uh, my summary, my thoughts, and, and sharing a few insights that I pick out. If you want to check out the report in detail, of course, go to um, Australian Startup Muster uh, online and, and check it out. So check my systems all good to go. All right, perfect. Um, so first up, uh, we've got a bit of an overview. Um, I think I've already run through that. So put together by Danielle and Murray Herps, Adam Spencer, Muhammad uh, Jaffa, and Paul Cunningham. Uh, so thanks team for putting this all together. And it's sponsored by uh, New South Wales Government, Atlassian Foundation, Microsoft, The Guild Group, and Antler. Uh, many of those organisations I've I've worked with over the last few years, so good to see them stepping up and helping put this together. Um, so the methodology that's been used, um, so it was a widely designed survey. So they asked a lot of people from the community what they should be doing and what's going to be valuable. It was also tied to the 2018 muster so that it was nice reference and we can see what the changes were uh, between those periods, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it was mainly, it was a survey and it was put out to founders and the tech community um, and, and tons of work went into it to make sure that the data was, was accurate and clean and, and helpful and all that kind of stuff uh, that needs to get done when you have a lot of data and you want a really high level of confidence. So thanks to the team for, for doing all that good work. Um, on this page here, it says 585 founders responded and 322 supporters. So um, awesome effort there. Uh, I estimate it's probably 5,000 funded startups in Australia at any given time. It's a bit of a rough number because uh, it's hard to tell exactly. Um, so it looks like they got around 10% uh, of all those startups to participate. So awesome job. All right. So the next page up, the biggest surprises in 2023, according to the report, 56% of startups are using AI for key team functions. 24% of incubators and accelerators are run by universities. That's interesting. 15% of founders have PhDs and six versus 6% in 2018. So people with PhDs are twice, more than twice as likely to be doing a startup according to this report in 2023. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, the emergence of green tech as the largest and fastest growing vertical from 5% to 14%. Um, I don't know exactly what green tech is. I think that's, I guess, climate tech or sustainability. Um, I guess that that's what that's relating to. 21% um, of founders say their decision are driven by impact. 56% from impact and profit equally. So that's, that's pretty awesome at Cake. You know, I know we're passionate about helping innovators and entrepreneurs to change the world for the better. So it's great to see uh, that intent coming through in this report. The last big surprise, 31% of startups identified 
as being part of an innovation precinct or cluster. Uh, I know, you know, whenever somebody asks me what they should be doing and should they be joining an accelerator, I always say yes. I think it's really difficult to do a startup uh, without being part of one of these clusters, as they call it. So very good. I think that number should be higher, 31%. I reckon it should be 60% or more. Anyway, maybe that's something we can all work on. So who is launching? I guess this is a demographic slide here. So um, female founders by survey year. So 2014, there was 16%. It's been steadily increasing, 27% uh, of startups. Average age, um, 46. I'm 46 in a month. Uh, demographics, what else What else have we got here? So low socioeconomic background, 13%. Um, and there's some... You know, nice information there on on some minorities and how much they're participating and great to be able to share that information. Age distribution. So the vast majority have a female founder in 2023, about a quarter. Um, what about countries of birth? Yeah, like so 62% Australia, two months. So bam, bang on the average age. Nothing like being average. That's all right. Don't pick on me. Um, UK, 8%. New Zealand, 4%. India, 4%. USA, 3% and the rest are other. Who is launching again? A bit more demographic data. Person of colour, 11%. Invisible disability, 9%. So the institutes for the highest level of education. So University of Tech Sydney is, is the highest. And there's a bunch of unis there in the 30s and 40s. Um, and the range going from 20s to 60s. Founders with past startup experience is around 46%. Um, means, uh, or, or even before that. I don't know that we're going to get that information from this report. I think it'd be useful if we did have it. Um, founders currently studying is only 8%. That makes sense. I wouldn't want to be studying and being a founder at the same time. It's bloody hard enough as it is. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's someone that's done a startup before. Helps a lot to be a second, third time founder, in my opinion. Um, status of their last startups, I suppose, if that's repeat founders, uh, still operating 46%. Founders working an outside job in their startup, 41%. Um, I wonder if that sold for a good amount, 21%. You know, a significant proportion of these founders were pre-seed stage. Um, you know, working a job outside your startup seems like an almost impossible thing to do. And I would normally advocate that you can't really get funding if you've got a side hustle. bunch of other items there as well. Why are they getting started? Why are people starting a startup? Certainly past a pre-seed round, but um, anyway... So maybe that we can dig into that at some point. Found a better idea, 15%. I suppose that's a pivot or a jump. Um, no major changes, still actively involved, 15%. So some some founders running two startups at the same time. I suppose that, that's possible in some on that from the last report. The top two have come down a bit. So the compelling opportunity and solving a problem have come down quite a bit. Some capacity and some of the other sort of long tail ones have, have come up a bit. And then so, you know, a bunch of other. What founders enjoyed about running a startup? Identifying a compelling opportunity is, is the top, 62%. Solving a problem. Most of the top 10 responses have actually come down since the 2018 I was experiencing, 49%. Solving an important problem jumps down really, really quickly after that, 25%. Having a sub ownership of the value created Developing technology that excites me, being my own boss, supportive partner or spouse. Creativity, solving problems, and creativity, uh, oh, sorry, um, value creation and control. Um, what have we got here? Uh, no, may, oh yeah, number 10. 
where are they? Demographically survey, um, need a bit of investment and support, developing new skills, opportunity for financial success. So interesting, I guess there's a mix there in the top between Victoria and a very close third in Queensland. So 17% Victoria, 16% Queensland. Go Queensland, that's where I'm from. So great to see that. That is actually a nice little surprise. Interesting insights. Helping others is down at about number. Uh, where do people work from? So the home office is preferred, 68%. Oh, poor old Northern Territory, 0%. Um, co-working space, 32%. <laughs> Tassie's got 0.4. So a couple of states there. Um, but um, look, no surprise, I guess, 55% in New South Wales. I think Sydney's well out in front, showing very evidently there on the report. This adds up to way more than 100%, so people must be answering more than one thing, but that's fine uh, on a lot of measures. Um, second is university, cafes and restaurants, only 10%. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, um, incubators, 9%. And so that's come down a lot, um, 52% in 2018. I guess that's part of this whole remote trend and the pandemic and, and all that. Uh, our own office, 24%. Cake has its own office. Anywhere I can use my device, yeah, pretty much everybody should have clicked that. It says only 10%. It's crazy. Public spaces, yeah, I like to work in the park sometimes overlooking uh, Burley. Postcodes, number one postcodes, probably not that surprising. 2000 Sydney, 2007 Ultimo. Adelaide got third. What? Adelaide kicking goals. Shout out to people down there. 2010 Macquarie Park, 4000 Brisbane, Surrey Hills. So Brisbane, uh, Sydney's got about four of the top six there. Um... What else? Where are they? 31% of founders identified as being part of an innovation precinct. As I said, I thought that would be higher. But um, what are the top precincts? Fishburners, um, Stone and Chalk, WeWork. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen with them. Great spaces. Hopefully they can continue, or at least the good ones can continue to help supporting our space. River City Labs is the top one out of Queensland there that I can see. Um, what else have we got? What are they doing? What are our startups doing? Themes that apply strongly to startup products and services. So B2B, 68%. Software as a service, 45%. B2C, 30%. It's probably a bit higher than I would have thought. Um, has or will have patents. Interesting, 21%. Mainly government customers, 20%. Interesting. Love to know how they secure those customers. Um, marketplaces, 17 Environmental impact, 17 up from 7 So huge growth in... Environmental impact startups. Uh, what about any I can find there with big changes since last time? Fintech. Fintech's down a lot. Only 12% now versus 18% previously. Internet of Things is down quite a lot as well. I guess we're not really talking about that anywhere near as much as we used to be. Marketing is way down. Um, I guess, what do we call that? MarTech seems to be way down. Social media way down. Big changes in those trends. Um, the fastest growing industries for startups. Green tech. Advanced manufacturing, med tech, health tech, health separately, um, ag, AI, defense, and aerospace. Cool. All right. What else have we got? For whom? What does that mean? Startups with revenue. 61% of the startups have revenue. So I guess that gives us an indication of what percentage of pre-seed or perhaps deep tech hardware, hard, hardware-based startups there are. So 40-odd percent don't have any revenue. So that would normally be indicating pre-seed or, or deep tech. Um Years to add 10 million in annual revenue, about six years. Um, so how's Kate going? Oh, yeah, probably a bit behind. <laughs> We're going good, but um, probably be a little bit behind that. 
Largest current or expected revenue sources. So subscriptions, 33%. Services billed by the hour, 12%. In innovation, weird. Doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, purchase from our website, 8%. Um, what have we got here? Countries with the majority of customers. So yeah, we're getting about 80% of our revenue from Australia. Um, it is a hard market to go global from, from for various reasons. So that, I guess that kind of makes sense. And a lot of the startups will be early stage. So you start off in your home market and then expand. 12% out of the US. Uh, that's where Cake's going at the moment. And uh, 8% from other plans, geographies for expansion. USA, Australia, UK, New Zealand, India. For whom, again, target industries for startups. Healthcare, government, financial services, energy, education, construction, manufacturing. Probably no major surprises there. Oh, here we go. Target customer type. So mid-sized corporations, um, 57%. Enterprise, 56%. SMBs, 48%. Government, 23%. Consumer, 21%. Universities are there, nine. So 9% of startups are targeting universities. Interesting. With For or with whom? Oh, here we go. What are the teams made up of? Uh, let's check this out. Average size of the founding team, 2.2. 27% female. Cool. Good to know. I think funding for females is more around 2%. So gives you a bit of an idea, difficulty and disparity um, that those poor teams are, are suffering with. Love to, you know, we're all, we're all trying to work on resolutions and, and solutions there. Average full-time employees currently 7.7, 37% female. So about eight, 18 members. Interesting. Um, oh yeah, question about interns, one intern. Skills in the founding team. General business operations is the highest, 54%. So the skills of the founding team, business operations, general is the highest. Okay. Because that's that. You've got to be very broad in a founding team, have that real broad skill set before you specialize. I guess that makes sense. Strategy, project management. So, and then software development's 41%, product management's 32%. So that's probably where you're starting to see that mix between, you know, those business leaders, product and software leaders. And I guess a lot of those people have quite general business experience as well. Anything funny or weird in there that I can see? Managing people, 32 any big changes? Software development's down quite a bit from 50 to 41%. Maybe that's just showing, I guess, the no-code revolution and the advancements in software engineering. Skills they wish were in the founding team. Well, this is interesting. Marketing. Yeah, I bet I bet that's the case. Sales. Marketing and sales are the top two. Yeah, I bet that I bet that's the case. Getting these things off the ground is bloody hard. And then the next two, software development and UX design. <laughs> yep, I relate with all that. Financial management's next, legal and accounting. Graphic design's dropped down a lot. I wonder why that is. With whom? So more team stuff. Skills they plan to hire in the next six months. Software development's way down. It's still the top. So from around 60% down to 44%. Sales and business development, 39%. Marketing, 27%. General operations, 19%. UX is way down as well, from 28% to 15%. So those are the top things. Current team skills, because that's pretty similar. Tasks being outsourced. What are we outsourcing? We're outsourcing our accounting and our legal. Makes sense. You don't need all that in-house early on. Software development, graphic design, UX. With what? 56% of startups are now using AI for key team functions. Again, makes sense. Been a real explosion in that. Well, here we've got a quote from the Guild Group, Amit Shah, the director. With the capital markets for early stage ventures tightening, it's crucial for founders to have a solid grip on their finances. That means understanding cash 
away and being prepared for different scenarios. Very true. There are now plenty of SaaS tools to assist with this, or you can simply roll with good old Excel and Sheets. Geez, they've survived well, haven't they? Excel and Sheets. <laughs> so job functions being performed by AI, content creation and writing. Yep, using that every day. Marketing, software development, social media and communications are the, all the top ones. Top AI tools, obviously open AI. Mid-journey, 81% is open AI. The next highest is mid-journey at 6% and Google Bard with, with six as well. So obviously huge leader there with open AI and they've got all sorts of growing problems at the moment as we've been seeing. I was trying to use their platform this morning and it was maxed out, not letting me on. Probably a good problem to have, not like the other problems they currently have. But anyway, I think most of us would swap those problems for our problems um, if we could. Um, here we go. Supported by most notable changes in support. Um, co-working is down from 50% to 39%. Accelerators is way up uh, from 25 to 32. Seed investments up. Awards and competitions is down. Events are way up. Assisting with developing a pitch has doubled 25%. Cool. Top challenges faced by supporters. Financial viability. I think you're always facing that. 42%. Program awareness, not sure what that means. Scaling, 20%. Yep. Talent availability. Top request supporters receive, couldn't help with seed investment, B round investment or higher, A round investment. So yeah, everybody wants their supporters to help them with funding, but that can't always be done. Plus most advisors and mentors aren't really into that kind of thing. And it's so bloody time consuming. So that makes sense to me. Here we've got a quote from Antler, Mike Abbott, partner of Antler. I just met Mike this week, actually. Awesome guy. Love Antler. Cake partners well with Antler globally. Um, here we have a quote. A better future will not happen automatically. The world needs talented, driven and resilient people to build it. Love it. By supporting Startup Muster, we're doubling down on our mission to back the world's most driven founders from day zero to greatness to ensure we make progress inevitable. Awesome. Love Antler. I think they recently were announced as the world's number one early stage investor with over a thousand investments um, globally. So super cool. All right. I think we're probably, what about page 18? Yep. Over halfway now. Hopefully this is informative, this format. I haven't done one of these before, but I thought for those of you wanting to capture this information, this would be a good way to, to take it in. Hope it is. Uh, if not, of course, you can just download and read it. But if it is, good. I'll keep going and, and hang in there. We've got about 10 pages to go. So here we're in the supported buyer section again. 46% of startup supporters focus on being specific to industries or themes. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. I guess you've got more power if you stick in a particular niche or vertical. Huge increase in green tech. And shout out to uh, Mick Lubinskis and Climate Salad. Uh, they're running an amazing um community there i'd say they'd be having an impact on that 19 percent. that's the top i guess we're all you know really really conscious of that at the moment so very good lots of investment in that space as well so i've been bucking the investment trend so that makes sense agriculture is up and in second equal second 17 percent. health tech or biotech 17 percent. i presume that's more health tech i don't know of much biotech but i guess um and medtech with 17 percent. so health tech biotech medtech probably dominating 34% there altogether. Holy moly. Um, super interesting. Um, hydrogen is 11% versus previously zero. That is weird. Um, someone fact check that or teach me what that is. I've never heard of a hydrogen-based startup and they've got 11%. Uh, very cool. 
Love to know more about that. Advanced manufacturing. Yep, definitely do hear about that. AI has come down 14% to 11%. Oh, this is the best age so far. Shocks and interesting stats everywhere. There's less AI startups now, apparently, than there was in 2018. Come on, Australia, get with the program. Or maybe we're just dodging the hype. Dodging the hype well. We do have a less hypey market, so that's cool. And then health is another 10%. So between health tech, biotech, med tech, and health, we've got 44% far out. Let's let's make sure that we get that get that out there. Environmental services is another 10. So between green tech, environmental, 29%. And add that to health, we've got 60% of the Australian markets doing environmental health at the moment. Crazy. That's a huge takeaway. Um, what have we got down the bottom here? Software development, boring. Robotics is there. Education, blockchain. Ooh, good luck. VR and AR. Um, top target themes for startup supporters. We covered that. B2B, I oh know, environmental, SaaS. Top entrance criteria for supporters. Growth potential, demonstrable social impact, prior sector, technology, participants location. Supported by, continues. This is the network. This is the community, the startup community. What else have we got happening? Um, accelerator or incubator, 32%. Just going to uh, muck around with my timer here. Make sure I don't babble on too long. Anyone notice that Apple's just changed the way their timers work? Kind of boring and weird. Wish they didn't do it. Uh, right, so 32% are using an accelerator. We went through Startmate. Absolutely loved it. I recommend every startup does an accelerator. Some people complain about how much equity they get, but if you're starting out, you just absolutely bloody need it. It speeds you up by months, if not years. I just talked to a founder the other day that we go off for two years and now they need to go to an accelerator because they haven't done one. So just do yourself a favor and get involved unless you're a second or third time founder. You've got a great network and heaps of people to talk to. Startups that have benefited from a co-working space, 39%. Top reported benefits, networking, 59%. Mentorship, 37%. Way up from, from last time. Peer support, funding and capital, way up from last time. So I guess maybe the, the investors are getting around these accelerators and co-working spaces more than they used to. No one seems to be caring about space and facilities anymore, which I guess is not that surprising. And Fish Burners is, is top of the, the rank there. I do need to get a bit more involved with Fish, Furn- Fish Burners. Recently met one of their wonderful board members. So hopefully can um, get a bit more involved with what they're up to soon. Events. All right. What events are we running? Oh, events are way down. Average events attended per month down from 1.8 to 1.2, I guess, you know, post-pandemic, working from home, um, all that stuff. People just aren't going to events as much anymore. I guess that kind of makes sense. South Start, top festival, Adelaide. Everybody loves South Start. Uh, they've been a real market darling since um, since the pandemic. Uh, Sunrise by Blackbird, number two. Intersect, FinTech, uh, getting number three. Spark Festival, West Tech, I think that's on in the next couple of weeks um, over in Perth. Um, mentors, who are the top mentors? Australia's most recommended. We've got about, about 20 there. Um, on the top, we've got David Burt and Adeline Chu. Uh, plenty of industry leaders there, including uh, Julia Spicer, Rachel Newman, Matt Allen, Mick Lubinskis. Heaps of good people around. Lots of uh, give first uh, mentality. Areas where mentor, more mentorship is needed. Sales and marketing, fundraising, strategy. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, funded by. Okay, who's investing? How are we funding this thing? Startups that need funding to continue, about 70%. No surprise there. The first few years are pretty, pretty cash hungry until you can 
get product market fit and get unit economics under control. Um, average runway is about 9.9 .9 months. So that means pretty much every startup's out there are raising or preparing to raise or should be. Um, it says they're currently trying to raise 55%. So um, I guess that makes sense. But, but you know, it's almost probably half, half startups are raising all the time and it's a bit of a rolling, rolling situation. Um, oh, yeah, has early stage funding today got better or worse? Pretty even. Pretty even, worse, better seems to be about the same uh, opinion around around all the founders. Funding sources, so my own cash, 72%, family and friends, 34%. Uh, interesting, R&D, 29%, private equity and VC, 28%. So 28% of these companies are uh, VC funded or private equity, I guess, which would be the minority. State government grants, incubators or accelerators, 20%. Federal government grants, 17%. So that's on top of R&D, or maybe people answered the question a bit differently. Um, fundraising experience, never tried, 33. Tried but couldn't raise as much as I needed, 18. Tried and raised as much as I was seeking, 17. Hmm. All right, what are the top grants? R&D, tax incentive, makes sense. New South Wales, makes sense. They're the biggest state by far. EMDG, yeah. You know, that sucks now. They scaled us back by about 80% based on what we're supposed to be getting. Thanks, government. Um, no grants, 39%. Yeah, makes sense. Those grant applications suck. Top grants secured, R&D, EMDG. Um, what else have we got? Top grants plan, pretty similar. Um, government, top, recommend, top recommendations to government. Oh, what do we think recommendations to government should be? Provide funding. Yeah, why not? So much money out there for everything else and startups are building the future. So I would agree with that. Improve and simplify the ESOP. Yes, definitely. We're, all, we're definitely behind that. Engage more with startups. Buy from startups. Support, focus support on early stage startups specifically. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what else have we got? Impact. We've got a bit of a thought cloud there on the startup mission. Helping the world, sustainability, people. Um, startup values, integrity, innovation, people, transparency, trust and collaboration. Interesting. The voice of the community. I guess we're getting towards the end in the impact section still. Um, top startup impact areas. Um, women. I guess that means helping women participate and, and get it done. Preventing emissions, rural and remote. Um, top startup sustainable development goals. Innovation, industry and infrastructure, 38. Good health and well-being, 30. Decent work and economic growth, 28. What are the top challenges? What hindered founders? Life circumstances, yeah, bloody oath. Financial, dependent, kids and mortgage, yep, absolutely. Lack of access to investors, no doubt, no doubt. Primary challenge, fundraising is three times everything else. Yeah, I get it. Totally keen to help change that. Um, and the final page, what are our plans? Expanding sales significantly inside Australia is the top. Expanding outside Australia is number two. Undertaking a capital raise, joining a startup support program. Those are the top. After 12 months, again, expanding outside, expanding inside Australia, undertaking a capital raise. Um, and looks like the very last page, info sources for founders. Top news sources, Australian Financial Review. <laughs> Hilarious. Startup Daily. Great startup, smart, smart company, TechCrunch, SMH. Hopefully we can get some more. I've seen some really cool independent media coming through. Top books, The Lean Startup, Zero to One, Hard Things About Hard Things, Innovators Dilemma. Top online learning, YouTube, ChatGPT, 52% up from zero. 
LinkedIn groups, 29%. Interesting, interesting. We'll have to get in some. Okay, very good. So look, that was that was the run through. It's Australian Startup Muster 2023. Tons of data in there. Helps us build our startups, helps us build our community. So I thought it was worthwhile going through for Startup Equity Matters. Um, yeah, let me know if you like the format. I can run through other content. It was a bit of an experiment. I hope that it's useful. And uh, yeah, good luck with uh, the founder journey. Peace.